you know, chill. Nonetheless, uh, welcome to the 28th Redcoin Community Hangout on uh, Friday the 15th of April at 9pm GMT. Uh, we've got about uh, 11 users in attendance at the moment. Maybe that's just including the bot, but uh, yeah, let's jump right into the topics. The highest upvoted topic uh, in the RSVP thread was the pool development news. So I directly asked uh, the pool developer, or the developer who's picked up the pool open source project, uh, how his progress was going on, you know. Uh, I'll just read out basically what he said uh, so that people that aren't following it can listen it. Listen about it. So, uh, hey, yeah, I think things are going pretty good. I'm getting daily suggestions and comments from researchers on the pool, and everything's been going, uh, everything so far has been positive. Uh, he's probably got 85% of the code out on GitHub, so uh, he should get the last few files out there soon. Uh, I've been shuffling around some servers this week for the test pool, uh, and I've been building a new dev box, so not much development the last few days. Cool. Uh, I do have, uh, so basically I asked him, uh, as regards to account keys, he previously said that, uh, you know, uh, when he was creating the pool, that when the message between your Boink client and the Boink uh, account manager, the pool, right, uh, the messages that were going back and forth were including, like, account keys and stuff of, like, uh, their existing, like, accounts if they're switching from, like, going solo to using the pool, right? So I asked him, just to confirm, is this actually a problem, you know? So this is him replying. Uh, I do have access to the account keys for researchers uh, that have accounts not on the pool when Boink connects to the pool. Ah, so if you're doing pool and solo, then it's sending the solo accounts to the pool. So that's not good. So he did a quick, honest check to see if the keys would give him full access to a researcher's account, and he says, yes, it did. So he did that with his own account, assumingly. Uh, so he reached out to uh, the Gridcoin community members about this, and it was recommended that he contacts the uh, the Boink development uh, mailing list, right? So the first reply he got from Boink wasn't very positive, basically saying the response was, why are you making an account manager? They already exist. Go away. Uh but he persisted and they responded back that they would provide an update to limit what keys were sent during the account manager requests. Uh, so just as we segue, we should uh, maybe raise a GitHub issue for that uh, on the Boink you know, repo to chase that up to confirm that gets changed. Uh, continuing, uh, he's been also, I also asked him about like the compute market and stuff like that. So I've been asked, I've been thinking about the computational market a bit uh, with the pentathlon coming up uh, on the pr- the project rain that might be associated with it. He's hung up on how much uh, Bitcoin slash Gridcoin, something like that, would be worth to projects like uh, the value of you know being able to move com- computation about and what percent uh, incentive to give the researchers who elect to be part of the market. So the idea of the computation market is that you add your uh, your your host to the pool you select instead of like the individual specific projects select uh maximize profitability through you know a marketplace and uh your computers go up for basically rental on the uh the front end of the pool for people to point it at the projects they want so that's not been fully hashed out but that's just one of the ideas of how to uh establish a grid coin for computation market to compete with golem so 
he agrees that an escrow service for rain would be great. Uh, it would show researchers what bounties are, uh, what bounties are, instead of waiting and keeping fingers crossed at the end. Uh, it's basically like if you say I will pay you for a computation and then you don't actually pay them, that would suck. So uh, escrow would be great in that situation. So uh, further, furthermore, this would allow the rain to be distributed appropriately when it comes to the pool with the proper comments in the the transactions. So I think he's talking about the uh, send many kind of glitch where the the message isn't sent along with it, or it's actually not glitch. It's like uh, functionality people think should be there, but isn't there yet. So uh, I quickly just open up my response to that in GitHub and read it out. Uh, so yeah, I basically said worth creating a GitHub issue uh, on the blank repo regarding the account keys because we got to get this account key issue out of the way. Uh, so with regards to how much Bitcoin grid coins, something like this should be worth to projects, I responded, uh, projects themselves may not be the only one, the, the ones to buy the computation until we start seeing more uh, commercial point projects being created. So like, why would a volunteer project come and pay money for what they're already getting, you know, for free? Uh, whereas like a commercial project, maybe like hey, it's pretty cheap for us to rent the resources from this pool, you know, because uh, we're making money with our commercial projects. So... Uh, the users most likely to use a grid coin for computation market would be, uh, this is my opinion, uh, there's probably more out there, uh, other grid coin users basically, you know, trying to point more computation at one project or another. Uh, Non-grid coin boink users wanting the computers to crunch for their team instead of the uh, team grid coin. That's something we could do for a premium. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, Individuals interested in contributing to research uh, being performed within a project by renting the computers out to crunch a project they're most interested in. So, you know, say you want someone to crunch, you know, uh, open Zika on World Community Grid. We've not got any of the computing power to do that. You know, you could rent someone, you you could rent uh, someone's computer to do the crunching that you would like to happen, right? So, uh uh, perhaps another idea would be to compete against EOBot. Uh, EOBot's this like multi pool where you can like you know crunch. Uh, I think it's you can crunch with your your equipment and get back whatever token you want. And they also sell like cloud contracts and stuff. So with regards to their cloud SETI offerings, you could rent out computers and uh, potentially return the earned uh, grid coin to the people who are renting the computers rather than uh, giving the earned grid coin to the pool users. Right, uh, the pool users would get the money that the users had paid at the front end. Uh, the idea isn't like fully fleshed out, but it's just uh, it's worth taking a moment to calculate the EOBOT's current valuation of boink computation. Uh, it's like a couple orders of magnitude greater than the current market cap. Like if you uh, if you get if you go check out how much they're charging and then look at their boink statistics for what they are charging, is crazy. It's, it's pretty cool. Like uh, there should be more competitors against EOBOT because it looks like you know. You could rent out your one computer and buy more computers with that money. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, with regards to what percent incentive to give the researchers who will uh, elect to be part of this marketplace? So, in my opinion, the researchers should get the majority of the earnings, and the pool should take a fee. So, I'd think like a twenty-five percent fee for the pool seems reasonable. However. Like, uh, as more pools get created with this open source pool kit, the competition between these pools will drive the fee rates down. This idea. So that's my kind of rant for with regards to the pool development news. Uh, does anyone have any questions regarding that? Or anyone want to take the, uh, 
did Riley kind of any thoughts regarding the pill? From what I caught from there, just because I, I had to walk out very briefly, I think that it's a very nice uh, implementation, and uh, it'll add a uh, trying to think of the uh, the word for it. Just because there are different types of pools out there, this is going to be a different type of pool for Gridcoin compared to like what we already have, and this is just the beginning of more. I think. Yeah, another quiver to the boat. Definitely. I know a few people in the community here already, you know, have said, oh, yeah, I'm going to run my own pool because, you know, if all the cost is to rent a VPS server, uh, you know, and doing a little maintenance here and there, and you're taking, like, 20% fee off the top, that's pretty, that's a decent, like, you know, uh, bit of income there. Uh, but also people in the past have said, like, I'm going to charge no fees and just, uh, you know, have the users sign away their voting rights, you know what I mean? Like, uh that's an interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, a small fee just to cover the uh, the running costs. That's all you need, really. And you've got the voting rights, so... Yeah, totally. So, moving on to the next topic, we've got uh, discussions regarding the whitelist. So, uh, we've got three projects that are being removed or have been removed. So Atlas at home has been removed from the whitelist. I believe they have retired the project and are moving their, their research onto, uh, you know, a sister project. Uh, unless I've got that wrong. If I'm confusing Atlas with like VLHC, I'm pretty sure yeah, they're, I all, they're all. I think it's moving to LHC at home, if I'm right. Yeah. So I think that it was the case that they had like, free boink projects in production and then another couple like in te- is like uh, test environments so they're just consolidating their projects so they don't have to you know rent out as much it's so it'll cost less you know which is a good thing uh so it's not like the research is ending you know so it's going to continue elsewhere so you can continue crunching uh via uh, lhc or something uh two other projects that have been uh in polls recently i think actually so they're both uh enigma at home and drug discovery so enigma the uh the work units dried up completely uh we're already getting close to the end of like the final last batch of work units uh so it could be the case that the work units have been all completed you know and there's no more work but uh, if you go onto their forums uh in you can find that there's a, a thread basically discussing why is there a lack of, uh, you know, work units and the project administrator isn't about. So I don't know if he's gone on vacation, if he's in the hospital or something like that, or if it's just the project's uh, retired and he's like, you know, going over it. Maybe there's like that last Enigma code was like coordinates and they're, you know, leading some crazy adventure. Who knows, you know? <laughs> but... Um... <laughs> Uh, with regards to drug discovery at home, so uh, this was voted out of the whitelist. It's not an ongoing poll anymore. So there was some drama that went on with uh, with drug discovery at home over on their uh, their project forums. So drug discovery at home was very attached to uh, Sonam.io, this distributed computing or decentralized distributed computing uh project that is currently doing an ICO phase uh, like today I think they started uh, you know we've spoken about them in the past uh, so yeah they changed uh, how they were attached so basically they split Sonam away from uh, drug discovery at home and I believe this may have 
broken contracts in the background or the that or it was done without full consent of all parties and uh two of the boink project administrators for drug discovery at home pretty much threw up their hands and like quit but there is uh, some weird things that went on before that like sonom.io the website went down uh you know which for an almost released project like upcoming project that's something you know that uh they don't want, you know, so I think they're blaming the Boink project admins that left from that, basically saying that, like, uh, uh, everything lags asking what's the website. The website for Sonom is S-O-N-M uh, dot I-O. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, so I've basically documented the, the last, like, two or three posts on uh, Doug Discovery at Home uh, on the RSVP thread. Do you want me to read it out? Can I give a TLDR? Read it. All right, so that's going to be, like, 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes of, of reading in a row. So just give me a sec. That's fine. Get your glasses on. No, yeah, take it's a relevant. Take, take two and a half Get minutes. Get a cup of water, too. Take a, dr- yeah, take a drink, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, it depends on the time of day. Could be coffee. And, rem- and remember to breathe. Steady up, man. All right, cool. Breathe, steady yourself, breathe. Some fucking weed. All right, okay, so let's get started. Uh, so Christoph originally wrote, uh, well, this is actually almost at the end of the, the thread. Uh, between these posts, uh, the thread got locked and... Uh, moved elsewhere basically people were saying you know why'd you lock it and stuff like that so uh the last post by christoph i think it was is uh apologize i think he's saying apologies rather than apologize uh andre but my agreement was for uh distributed uh dda uh, damn it, uh drug, drug discovery at home and sonum so like the combination the two were in his agreement uh, not just one or the other so the the change was done without my knowledge nor approval. Also, our work was uh, based for both projects and was planned and continued for both. Uh, so, in fact, you made your own decision and uh, broke decisions uh, made no more than three or four days ago without any consultancy with us. You didn't even send us an email uh, with info about it. So he directly quotes, uh, you know... So this is the contract he signed with them saying each party shall inform other parties in the project of relevant communications it receives from third parties in relation to the project. So he should have been involved with an email. So individual acts, any contract that in any way affects the rights to, of, to the work must be signed by both parties. Either party may grant a power of attorney to the other party for this purpose. Uh, he says, I will not continue this discussion here anymore. I leave this here for your consistence. So he's basically saying that uh, the change was made without their involvement, which breaks the agreement they had signed in the first place. So it kind of nullifies the contract. Or they, it was basically calling them out on like fraud and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, that's the last point that Christoph wrote. Uh, so these are now... Uh, Andrew Vonkov, Von Voronkov. Sorry about your name, man. It's just a wee bit difficult. I should have recited this beforehand. So, okay. So he, I informed you about communications and the possibility that such agreement will be signed on the thirtieth of March. After this, GoofyX has written email that he deletes all his scripts from Boink server because I have started negotiations. So that sounds like GoofyX started doing something malicious in the background. 
my contact, uh, my contract didn't affect your rights. Sonam team is ready to keep your share if you accept the new CEO and technology. So what? Okay, so also I still owe you for the negotiated shares of incomes, which I'll get from the Sonom uh, team, if any. So I guess he's saying that uh, if you accept the new CEO and technology, like, I don't know, he's saying that he still is, he's earned, like, money, you know, so it's not like he's being cut out or anything like that. Uh, so then a further post by uh, Andrew. Uh, so this is an official statement from Andrei Vornokov. Oh, it's Andrei, not Andrew. Okay, this is my mistake. Uh, the lead of uh, Drug Discovery at Home Project and the former leader of the Sonam Project. Okay, so dear community members, Project Sonam was started by me and Sergey uh, during project during summer 2016. Then the initial idea of the project was to build it on the Boink platform and your Boink technology. Therefore, Christoph and the two Christophs, both same name, interesting, were invited to make both Drug Discovery at Home and Sonam. So, Drug Discovery at Home was supposed to be a prototype for the Sonam project. However, uh, during interaction of our lead developer, Christoph and Sonam CTO, uh, Sergey, uh, had different views and technology that started to arise. Uh, Sergey has decided to avoid Boink usage any further. So, as a CEO, I try to unite the team rather than identify the issue as soon as possible. Okay. That was his mistake. Uh, early stage separation of teams into two could be a solution. Uh, this has led to uh, current team separation. Uh, I'm convinced that team... Oh, by the way, this is all... Like, these guys are Russians, so, like, you know, it's very straight to the point. It's not just me summarizing and breaking it, so... Uh, I'm convinced that the team of Sergey, Alexei, and other team members, the Russian part basically, can make a successful ICO and a valuable decentralized uh, general purpose computing platform, Sonom. Therefore, I've signed an agreement with them which will upgrade our techno technological map and invite new members in the Sonom platform. I don't know why or what he's talking about this for. So, uh,. <clears throat> Project Drug Discovery at Home exists since 2009. So yeah, it's existed for ages. If you look at like the forum and stuff, they've been trying to get it off the ground for a good while now. Which is actually like eight years, if you think about it. Until now, the team of uh, Christoph and Christoph were the best Boink administrators team, which was uh, managing the project. However, as a CEO, I did make a mistake and invite the same team into two different projects, which raised issues with another part of the team in the second project. Uh... The second project where our colleagues from Poland were involved was Sonom. Okay, so just interject here. I mean, like he's saying that initially, like, uh, Sonom was going to be, uh, well, Drug Discovery at Home was the prototype for Sonom, and they would make peer-to-peer uh, -peer elements of it rather than the two being separate, you know, from the, the get-go. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you wouldn't be able to make that, you know, judgment until now, I guess. Uh, anyways, I'll continue. Uh, so the two Christophs were mostly involved in Drugs Discovery at Home project and uh, therefore are very welcome to proceed with its development. Uh, all rights and scripts related to Drug Discovery at Home are transferred to Sergey. Uh, 
to the project Drug Discovery at Home and its team, the two uh, Christophs, is uh, he's he's ready and happy to ask Christoph, the two Christophs to continue their work on Drug Discovery at Home and uh, ready to transfer them on a leading role in Drug Discovery at Home project instead of me. So just interject again here. This guy that's writing this is the CEO. So he's basically saying that he's willing to transfer all over to Sergey and the two Christophs. So continuing, uh, all efforts and suggestions from Boink and blockchain communities to unite the team and prevent destruction of the projects are welcome. So he's asking for input. Uh, I've he has freedom to transfer his own rights on the Sonam project. Uh, the mistake which we both did that he didn't have an agreement with another part of the team. So. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, this is his final post, Andre. The main issue was that the current uh, Drug Discovery at Home admins have broken their agreement. Uh, so straight out of the bat, that's kind of immediately disagreeing with what uh, Christoph's saying in his initial post. He's saying that they made the change for any of his, you know, uh, acknowledgement or an involvement. So uh, I know it's kind of contradictory there. Uh, they were invited on certain conditions to participate in Sonam and Drug Discovery at Home projects. These conditions were related to their shares from incomes, but didn't cover any obligations about CEO of the company. Uh, when majority of our shareholders have decided to switch uh, CEO of Sonam before the pre-ICO, uh, Christoph and Christoph were in a minority and took damaging actions by switching off the Sonam website from the hosting and switching off the Drug Discovery at Home server. Uh, so I'll come back to that. Uh, as far as this was an obvious breaking of their agreement about proper work from their side, they were removed from the Sonam project as a result. Uh, this week is the last one when they have the, the possibility of restoring normal work of Drug Discovery at Home and start sending the tasks out. If they fail or refuse to do it, then we'll have to terminate our agreement with them on uh, just Drug Discovery at Home as well. So that's the end of his uh, his uh, last post. So his last post, he said he's claiming that uh, after they had fallout, that the two Christophs took down uh, the website for Sonom and Drug Discovery at Home. He also previously said that the Goofy X, I don't know if Goofy X means the developer of Goofy X Grid, you know, the non CPU intensive project. Uh, he's claiming that he deleted a bunch of Boinks uh, scripts. I'm not sure. If that's done any damage in the background. Uh, yeah, so uh, the TLDR is that there's a bunch of drama going on with Drug Discovery at Home. Uh, the fact that it split away from Sonam. Uh, the damage is unknown at the moment. Uh, you know, it's not good. Uh, they've been voted out the whitelist. They can get back in the whitelist if they become stable again and, you know, campaign for it. Uh, but yeah, that's not, not brilliant. Unfortunately, does anyone have anything to kind of say or comment about that? Yeah, it's a great shame. The idea was was really good, and and I mean, you know, discovering drugs by utilizing our computation is is is, is one of the uh, is is something that I bought into, and it's a great shame that it's gone. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, this kind of uh, was it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a huge shame because it was kind of like our first venture into like. What with the commercial style blank projects or whatever, right? So, doing like a, the DD token or whatever it was, you know. I even yeah, uh, that too. Yeah. yeah, I even referenced them in a, a white paper I did. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
Yeah. Well, hey, man. That's what happens. Yeah, what I'm concerned about is whether or not there's been any loss of data or theft of data in the background. You know, if you've disgruntled the guy enough to be like, you know, quitting on the spot, more or less, is he going to be taking data on the way out? You know what I mean? Like, that's well, not yeah, good. No, I can't see. I can't see Chris, the, the, either of yeah. the two Chris's, doing that because they're ad, they're they're boink admins on other projects. If I'm right, that's true. Um, yeah, universe at home and the radiation network, and I don't think anything was Goofy X Grid did anything bad or Goof. The person you're saying, and yeah, he's from that project because they're all cross admins. Uh, but uh, it's odd his service. They're going and partnering with what another another project, uh, Citizen Science Grid or something like that, and they haven't had work ever since the drug discovery thing. So there's. Uh, it's funny how they are all cross-adminned. Yeah, I was about to say before you started, like, we're questioning ethics already, so I wouldn't be surprised if something happened in the end. Yeah, I, I don't know either of the guys. I know that one of them has, well, they both have history of working in Boink projects, but, you know, if if you make, if some, well, someone's disgruntled, you don't know what's happened, you know. Uh, I'd maybe recommend not running uh Drug discovery at home for you know just a couple of weeks maybe. Uh, you can't run it. Well, there you go. Yeah, we're not yeah. getting any work. Yeah, no, I've removed. I've removed it anyway. So uh, I'd suggest everyone does remove it. I had to dump almost five thousand completed work units yeah. just for eight hours in the morning. Yeah, I had to do the same as well. I did an SH one T load, and uh, I dumped a lot. We all lost out in that. So. That's the way it goes. Like I said, weren't they the first interview that uh, the the Erkin did with admins? So it kind of sucks that they're gone. Yeah. And it was a good interview as well. Something to that, you know, some credit. It was exciting. They were excited too. You know, maybe he will come back, but it sounded like he was, you know, really pissed off. (laughs) Digital Pharma and their entity have, as said, been around since. You know, for years and years, trying and doing projects, little this and that, while they're running other projects, and you know, so it'll come back if people are interested in it. Just wait. I believe you. Yeah, I hope it does. I hope it does. They just need to find a hosting financial backing and whatever again. And if you know of any financial backers for blank projects, please contact me. <laughs> Well, with regards to Sonam, checking out, they're they're doing a pre-ICO at the moment. They've almost entirely sold uh, all their tokens. I think they raised like 10,000 Ethereum, and they've only really got an, a white paper at the moment, you know. And this this doesn't seem to have hit a dent in it. They had made the prototype Ethereum, like paying us fake Ethereum, and I can open my wallet, and it's not even like one coin, it's half. But, uh, yeah, they they started so it's like even more of a tease yeah they did send out a token didn't they yeah they started doing doing prototype one just like and are they doing it with this just this is just them they're not like partnering with some exchange now it's just it was going to be ethereum or whatever that you were into or told me about but they had a prototype oh no i'm not into into ethereum i thought you when i met like when I first came around months ago. You got me wrong. 
you mentioned it at least. Are you all. talking about Are the ED token, the one I just linked there at Drug Discovery at Home? But in the wallet, here, let me, I can pull up my account. In Not in the wa wallet, in the account, yeah, they were using Ethereum to pay. That's what the DD token turned into. And what they came and talked about in the interview that they were going to do. Yeah. So, Sonum is actually just built on top of Ethereum. Yeah. Pretty much just like Golem, you know? Yeah. Yep. Meh. I second that. So, uh, let's move on to the next topic, unless anyone has anything left to say about uh, Does Discovery at Home. Cool. Excellent. Let's move on. So, uh, let's talk about some development news. So, uh, Ravon is not in here to discuss it, so I'll speak on his behalf. So, we've got a new branching strategy. Uh, so, we're no longer just working on, you know, the one master branch, because that in the past, you know, we've accidentally introduced bugs and shit like that. Uh, so we've now got a development, a staging, and a master branch. So if you're downloading from the PPA uh, stable or you're using the official uh, Gridcoin client, uh, you're on the master branch. Uh, development's where the cutting-edge, bleeding development stuff goes, uh, changes even go. And then when we're trying to test them in testnet, it goes into staging, and that's when we get uh, the Gridcoin-daily release, I believe, which is the PPA used for testnet. Uh We've got testnet uh, nodes up and running. So I've got a testnet.grcnode.co.uk if you're interested to connect to. Uh, we can distribute out some uh, testnet coins to get you staking as well if you want to test out, try and break stuff, uh, and see like the latest uh, changes in the, the client, which is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, we've got like the next versions ready for beta testing. We can pretty much send you it private. Uh, you can also compile it yourself using the, these branches. Uh, so yeah, you can like fully resize the windows. You can like snap it to half the screen, full size. It is awesome. Uh, oh, thank God. Yeah, I know, right? Thank fuck. Uh, there's also like small uh, changes that Googie made. Uh, I believe currently being developed by like Hoop Whoop. I think large changes to the uh, UI are coming. Uh, so look a bit nicer, which is pretty cool. Well, not large, large, but just nicer. It's cleaner, you know. Uh, we've also got an update to the Hungarian translation, thanks to Matthew Levin, which is pretty cool. Cheers, dude, for helping out with that. Uh, with regards to translations, uh, we do need to get uh, Chinese languages integrated into Gridcoin Client. Uh, that way, we'd be able to get added to, you know, Chinese exchanges. Uh, Chinese exchanges help drive the Bitcoin price, you know, and it'd, it'd be great if we uh, if we got added on there, you know. There are no bounties up for translations are there not at this moment no i mean uh, just curious not that we really need them i mean what we could do is we could basically pull out all the, the english uh you know the like the file that we'd require to be translated all the words and text whatever we what have you right and then uh look up the rates for a certain amount of words for chinese and then just put up a bounty for that you know or we could let people uh name their price, but that's a bit more uh, they're going to come out the gate, so uh, a big price. You know? Yeah, that's a bit lucrative, yeah, totally. that second part. Cool. Right, so continuing on the development news, uh, we've got uh, the user uh, Sci Beta uh, on Steemit. He created a, uh, a Gridcoin Rain Meter skin. So Rain Meter is like this, uh, this application to run uh, widgets on your desktop. 
which is pretty cool, you know, like calendars, weather, whatever. So now you can view uh, uh, grid coin statistics. It's, I think it's scraped from the explorers, you know, so like latest block, current price, uh, you know, what your specific CPID stats are. So that's kind of cool, like being able to just look at your desktop. Oh, yeah, cool, that's what I've got, whatever. Uh, so yeah, good on him, man. So... Uh, Gridcoin Stats has also had a large update, so I discussed this uh, yesterday on the the Beyond Bitcoin hangout. So I'll just quickly read out the summary of what I said in the last hang, uh, in yesterday, two sex guys. So yeah, so Gridcoin Stats uh, in the last three weeks uh, has made quite a lot of changes actually. Gridcoin Stats is regularly updating, which is really cool. So there's now a fancier address scheme used for the website. So, you know, it's more unified uh, URL structure and stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's now search functionality uh, on the website. So you can search for transactions, addresses, blocks, uh, CPIDs, you name it, which is pretty awesome. Uh, there's nicer graphs, you know, on the project pages, your CPID page, uh, even like uh, the blockchain statistics, you know, so that's, that's pretty neat like that. Uh, there's detailed average performance per project for specific computer architectures. So if you're looking at the individual project pages on Gridcoin stats, it'll show you like uh, for Intel and this chip or whatever, that's the best that, uh, you know, this is the hardware that is uh, best performing or whatever. Uh, these are scraped from like the host.xml, uh, you know, extract point project. So, you know, if you want to go through that yourself, that's how you do it. Uh, user host details are also now shown on the CPID page, uh, if not set to hidden. So if someone's got a huge mag, you can be like, how on earth is this guy doing this without having to go to like point stats or whatever. Uh, there's also improved Steema integration. So, uh, Gridcoin Stats is now monitoring more than 27 tags on Steemit, like so one for each Boink project, uh, just the name of the Boink project, uh, and then including obviously Gridcoin and uh, Gridcoin Stats and stuff. So that's good. You know, it helps build bridges between Gridcoin and Steemit. And while Steemit, you know, you don't earn a shitload of money uh, at the moment, maybe in the future it will become more viable as like, a, you know, a money maker, or whatever. Uh, you know, when when it was initially released, it had this massive pump. You know, and uh, remember the Beyond Bitcoin hangout uh, hangouts were like earning thousands of dollars, which is just crazy. So, you know, maybe like two or three years down the road, we've built a, a decent presence, good bridges between the communities. If it pumps, then maybe it'll drag us up with it, whatever. You know, so uh, that's pretty cool. The uh, Gridcoin Stats has done this. Uh, right. So, continuing development news. Uh, yeah, so I've been uh, working on these custom net data charts plugins for uh, Gridcoins. So I'm not sure if I discussed this last time, but uh, net data is this really cool wee uh, library. Uh, the or well, a bit of software that it only takes like two uh, copy paste commands to install it in any Linux uh, platform, uh, and it gives you real time statistics on like a thousand different, uh, you know details of your computer most you've never seen before is pretty cool uh, uh so yeah check out that uh that address that thomas has just posted in the chat uh, i think you already have done so uh, so basically gridcoin specific uh charts uh, you can see like the the block numbers the 
connections they've got, uh, the amount of coins in circulation, this and that. So this was created primarily uh, for helping uh, diagnose the ability of the network whilst we had the uh, the mandatory upgrade phase where like, oh, who's in, who's in sync and stuff? This is helping because now you can open up like 10 tabs that people have got installed and immediately check, all right, everyone's in the same block number. Uh, and I've just recently uh, had a bit of success with regards to like market uh, charts. So it's now scraping from coin market cap uh, and showing like current uh, uh, current value, the, our ranking, uh, our liquidity and stuff. Uh, I'm going to expand that with the crypto fresh uh BitShares, uh, Block Explorer, uh, API extracts. So that is going to be interesting because that's going to be uh, an open-ended amount of trading pairs because you can trade anything with anything as long as you get someone else to trade it with. Uh, so uh, at the moment, that's all pretty much liquidity of zero. Uh, that'll get better in the future. but uh, So there won't be anything at the moment to display with that. But uh, yeah, check out NetData. Try it out and see what you think. Moving on to the next topic, we've got uh, Gridcoin Tasks since the last hangout. So, since the last hangout, which was two weeks ago, we've had uh, eight new tasks, maybe nine uh, since we've been uh, recording this. Uh, so, I'll just read them out uh, quickly. Uh, so, actually, I'll, go, I'll just give a brief description of each as we go along. Uh, research boink containers. So, the idea of... Uh, keeping individual projects uh, sandbox from one another. You know, this is extending from uh, the account key brainstorming of how to keep, uh, say, if one project was to be hacked, if, if they were to, and if a hacker was to the Boink project to distribute malware as a bad way of getting infected, you know, it's distributing it out to like tens of thousands of people. So if it was contained within, you know, a Docker container per Boink project, then it wouldn't be able to escape that sandbox without a further you know, compromise of the container itself. So uh, one of the ideas that you could do, instead of just using Docker itself, you could use like uh, Project Atomic or something for increased security. So if anyone's interested in, you know, uh, in Docker or in containers, uh, then check it out. Uh, that Gridcoin task, I'd happily brainstorm back and forth with you how we could go about doing this. I think it'd be a really cool uh, improvement to the boink kind of, uh, crunching environment. I prefer that over just running it on, you know, bare bare bones on my computer. You know, because if, if if a project is hacked, then shit, half our network's gonna get in trouble. <laughs> you know, that's not good. So uh, next task, we've got uh, improve Boink security account keys. So uh, what do you think? So I'll, I'll quickly post the Steemit post I made for it. There's also a GitHub issue, right? Uh, do you want me to read this all out? To give like a TL. Yeah, give us give us a summary. All right, cool. Two secs. Thank you. All right, so uh, account keys. Uh, account keys are bad, right? So uh, account keys enable your Boink client to continue crunching your uh, uh, you to continue crunching without your account, regardless of uh, email or password changes. So say you change your email and password on the website, your computer will continue crunching for that project, regardless of the changes. You'd think that it would be like, you know, you can no longer get new traffic or whatever, new packets, perkiness uh, even, sorry. But no, it keeps going, right? And that's because of the account key. Uh, with this account key, you can also log into an individual Boink project account given this key, right? So 
whilst account keys are handy for users that got many computers, which, you know, if you were to change the email password, if you're having to change it for every single host you had, if you had 100 hosts, it's a bit of a nightmare. And it's handy for project admins because, uh, you know, if a user changes their password, they don't cut off the resources they're dedicating to your project. So you've got this continuous uptime, right? But on the other hand, it poses an extreme risk of security within the Boink uh, community. So TLDR of why account keys are risky, right? So uh, I said the uh, account keys don't change regardless of your uh, changes of email and password or any other, uh, you know, user configurable setting in the Boink uh, website settings anyways. Uh, and you can log in with this key, right, to the Boink website. Uh, well, individual project website. Uh, so you put two and two together. If you manage to get someone's pro- account key and they can't change it and you can log in with it, that means you've essentially got a permanent compromise established within, you know, their bank account. So, you know, with this uh, permanent account compromise, you can't then uh, spread between all the other accounts, right? Uh, you know, the uh, the the other projects that user is crunching, right? You've only got access to uh, the website. Uh, you know, you could log in as user and, uh, you know, you could send messages to people. You could change the settings. Uh, you can make it so their computer crunches 24-7 or not at all. Uh, you could lock users out so it inconveniences, inconveniences them. Uh, you could also, if the user hasn't... Uh, if, the, if the account... A key is of an account that has a merged CPID with all their other accounts, and they've not I, uh, advertised their beacon yet. You can on their behalf, <laughs> right? So it's this kind of it's a gigantic uh, issue, yeah. Uh, so TLDR and who has access to the account keys? Uh, so Boink account managers. This is uh, Boink Stats, Grid Republic, and uh, at the moment Gridcoin pools, right? So that's the Mind we gotta make the uh, the boink issue regarding this getting that fixed for the Gridcoin pools. Um, if you're logged into the boink uh, manager on your computer locally, then the account key is created locally, right? Which means if someone gets physical or remote access to your machine, they can exfiltrate this key, right? Likewise, if someone distributes malware through boink, they can get that key out there, right? Um, yeah, there's other things. I mean, like, I continue going on about this. It's worth reading it yourself. Uh, if someone manages to fish one Boink account password and you're using Boink stats, you're using the same password, the user can spread through all your accounts, get all the account keys, and you've you've been uh, all your accounts have been permanently compromised. It's not good. Uh, likewise, if if someone finds out your email address, right, and they register in a, a Boink project before you do, right, okay, you can just change the password, right? But you they've got your account keys, so don't use an account that someone else has registered for you. Uh, uh, yeah. So how can, you minimi- how can you minimize risk with regards to this? So don't use an account manager. Don't use Boink Stats. Don't use Grid Republic. Fair enough. They're trustworthy up until now. Uh, or, well, they have been trustworthy in the past. You know, it's, uh, it's a weak link. You know, if it gets hacked, it's, it could be a nightmare. Uh you can attach your Boink host using your weak off key, which is basically like a weak password you can get from your Boink uh, profile, right? You can add uh, your computer without creating that local account key. So if your if your computer does get hacked, someone gets uh, local access to it, they don't get 
the account key. So it's a bit safer uh, if the project offers it, enable two-factor authentication. Uh, don't let people know your Boink email address. Potentially think of using a unique uh, email address specifically for Boink. Uh, don't use the same email for uh, Gridcoin pools that you do for your Boink registrations. Uh, maybe that will be less of an issue if we can get that issue uh, fixed as we're discussing earlier. Uh, has anyone previously gained access to your account or did someone else create your account for you? Consider getting a new account. Uh, hide your email address within your individual Boink project privacy options. Otherwise, your team founder has access to your email address for most projects. So... You know, for most projects, that's a trusted user, but, like, there's one or two projects that, you know, that Don Pice guy's got, so he could grab the email addresses and, you know, start registering on your behalf across projects you're not registered to yet and preemptively permanently compromising your accounts. (laughs) Uh, So, continuing, uh, consider creating... uh, Separate Boink accounts for untrustworthy Boink projects, if you're dabbling in that area. Uh, Not that we would whitelist those, you'd hope. Uh, Consider running Boink in containers, sandboxing project work units from one another. That's where the idea for the containers came from. You know, uh, if you're able to keep them separate from one another, you minimize risk. Uh, Yes, Pepperino, we do have a a Boink-wide team at this point. I think it's uh, Rob that made it. Nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, does anyone have any questions regarding this? I posted this to the Reddit slash our Boink uh, subreddit, and surprisingly I wasn't censored, and it remained, and it's got like 15 upvotes. Uh, I tweeted about it directly to like IBM, uh, IBM's cybersecurity, and uh, a few of the uh, Boink developers. I got uh, one of the SETI at home devs and the cosmology at home developer to uh, respond directly. They both agreed, like, yeah, this is important. You know, these are things we need to get changed. Uh, the SETI at home guy said specifically that if uh, if Boink accounts are to have any value in the future, then this needs to be solved. So if we are to, you know, say, distribute a, a token against uh, Boink users based on their historical computation, right, then we need to get this solved. Otherwise, you know, people are going to try hacking the 4 million accounts out there. It's just crazy, you know. So we got got to have uh, some smarts about us here. So yeah, any questions regarding the account key uh, conundrum we've got going on here? I wouldn't worry about the account key stuff. If you take the preemptive minim- uh, risk minimization kind of steps, you're, you're good, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No matter what, there's always a risk, though, Custominer. Whether we like it or not, there is a risk. So lots of lots of firewalls. We're all just kind of taking it in right now, trying to figure out which ways we can improve upon, maybe. I don't know. Uh, this is something I'll definitely be raising as a, a, a development area. Uh, if we do the uh, the Boink workshop, you know, in Paris, if that happens this summer, because uh, I think it's quite important. Yeah, Boink, Boink needs to be handling this really more than anything else. It really, even though they sort of have abrogated their responsibility, it is a lot of it is up to them. Yeah, it's just been the way it has been for the last ten years. You know, they got in a way of doing things. Yeah, uh, it ain't broke. Exactly. You know, up until this point, at Boink projects weren't monetized. There was no value behind a Boink account to. There was no incentive to hack them on mass, you know. Until now, you know, I guess they they may be a bit pissed off about this when we talk to them in person. But 
going to shrug and just be like chaos, you know? Yeah, the only way around it really is for us to create some way of isolating ourselves from Boink, but that's virtually impossible. We can always use a different platform than Boink, but it's just that Boink has a very large established community that we can tap into, which is a good thing. You know, if we do find an alternative distributed computing uh, package that can, you know, improve upon Boink, I think uh, David Anderson was interested in integrating Condor into uh, Boink at one point, which could, you know, maybe improve uh, the performance of Boink decentralization. Mm -hmm. But I think there are, uh, you know, alternative software packages we could use as long as we could establish some form of credit as well as cross-project identification. You know, then we can start pointing the reward mechanism at whatever, you know. But, uh, you know, in terms of, like, someone trying to sweep up uh, accounts on the neural network, right? Say if someone does take the preemptive option of uh, registering an account on your behalf, right? They will not be able to do, to to register a beacon, uh, like impersonating you without the CPID merging, right? The only way that can happen is if you run that compromised account locally alongside all your other, point, uh, you know, projects. So, if someone registered a project for you, don't use it, you know? Yep. And in fact, another thing we get uh, developed in the Boink uh, scene is uh, email confirmation before providing access to a Boink account. Right now, you can just chuck in whatever the fuck, right? And you can get immediate access to it. So I could get your email address, create an account for it, get the account key, and you come along next time and you think, oh, I forgot I registered for this, but you didn't register for it, right? If there was that email confirmation step, they wouldn't get that far, you know? Anyways, let's move on. Don't want to freak you guys out too much. It's not going to freak out about it. It's good fun. He says politely. So yeah, uh, continuing with the Bitcoin uh, tasks, right? So research alternative authentication mechanisms for Boink, account, uh, Boink projects. So... I believe this is with regards to the state of password reuse, the password hashing mechanisms and stuff, like the fact that if a point project's hacked, that, you know, the passwords could get taken out, cracked, what have you. Like, if we were to use some, uh, you know, alternative authentication mechanism, it would be better, like, uh, potentially better than the current mechanism, right? Uh, you know, I think there is already the option to use Google Authenticator or Google Auth, right? Uh, within Boink, it's just no project uses it because it's a bit more complex, not well documented. Uh, so those are alternative, you know, mechanisms we could use uh, as well as we could get, you know, the, the password uh, security improved. Uh, moving on to the next topic, uh, well, task even. So... With regards to Project Rain missing info, so that Rain can't be uh, distributed to crunchers, it's supposed to not to go to. So this was uh, some user created a uh, a send many, uh, effectively a Rain right uh, transaction across the entire uh, neural network. Uh, this was done with uh, I think it was Skillectrics. Yeah, uh, he did it with his uh, Python script he made for raining against the neural network and uh, users complained like uh, what was this transaction you know who knows my address you know and there's no message attached to it if you, when you do create that send many 
transaction, the message field that you include in it is for your personal reference rather than like a direct message across the network, you know? Uh, so perhaps, yeah, it could be a, a cool idea to include a message field. Uh, that's not something we should include lightheartedly because people could, you know, start messing with that quite heavily. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it, yes, they could be messing with it quite heavily, but by the same token, uh, you try and sort of weigh the usefulness against the the bad side of it. I do definitely think that it helps like uh, users differentiate between just a normal reward, or, you know, or someone, uh, you know, distributing a, the token based on like, you know, some event that happened, trying to get their attention, you know, or... Uh, if they're being, you know, uh, tracked or whatever, you know. So it, it's a good idea. I think some extra brainstorming could go into that. Uh, but moving on to the next task, we've got to uh, investigate the development of a fourth generation Boink credit mechanism. So last year, I uh, uh, I took to the Boink, uh, the official Boink forums and created a, f- a thread regarding improving the Boink credit mechanism because we were concerned about some boink projects being vulnerable to you know uh, manipulation right you know basically people faking their accounts or it's not faking their work or trying to uh, inflate the uh, benchmarks they did you know uh, client did uh, so that when they returned work it was getting you know 10 times the amount or just basic shitty things that uh, people were accusing other teams or other users in the boink community of doing right so uh, it did get some good feedback. Like there was some general consensus that yeah, it does need improved. Uh, I believe David Anderson was like, "No, it doesn't need changed." You know, which again, it's like if it's not broken, don't fix it, kind of thing, without like full specifications. So I think it got to like six pages. There were some users where you know they always come at the word work like "fuck Redcoin," whatever. I don't care. Uh, and then the thread kind of died because everyone said their their ideas, and then we didn't really formulate it into a. Uh, you know, a common outlook or whatever. So this is something that if it's worth reading the the backlog, the thread, it's only like two or three pages maybe. And it's got quite a few of uh, the core Boink crew in there, you know, saying their ideas. So maybe you come along, read it, and then post in the, the GitHub uh, task we've created what you think we could go about doing, you know. Maybe it's something that after discussing in this task we could bring about again in the uh the workshop you know get it re-energized yeah totally so there's there's loads of things you know like it's not just the securing from potential uh, malicious acts it's like uh additional credit mechanisms like if you want to do a proof of bandwidth like say you want to run a full node right but you want to reward someone for the amount of uh bandwidth or storage or whatever you know uh that was used, how do you go about doing that? You know, just making some more of these template credit mechanisms for new projects. If we're going to see a bunch of them created, maybe it would help take a bit of the development load out of their, you know, their roadmap. So moving on to the next task, uh, we've got investigate the implementation of two-factor authentication, such as Offy, into Boink, right? So the reason for this is that passive reuse is horrible in the boink community right so everyone's been using like the two boink account managers and uh let's focus on boink stats because i don't know about grid republic i never used it i don't know if it's the case but for boink stats right uh when you register for a boink stats account and you start 
creating accounts through it. It uses the one uh, username, one password throughout the entire thing. So say a Boink project gets hacked or if a um, project administrator goes rogue or you get fished on an individual project level, that means that that one password can be used across all other projects, right? And not only that, for Boink stats as well. So it's that it snowballs. They do that, they've managed to gain access to all your other accounts, then they get the account key for all those accounts. It's just a fucking mess. So don't use an account manager if you can. I mean, fair enough. It's con- it's it's convenience versus security, you know, in this edge case. Uh, <clears throat> but if you can, don't reuse passwords. Uh, use long passwords. But anyways, the reason for two-factor authentication is that if you get this one password, you can get the other accounts, right? So if someone did manage to hack one account, one project if they were to go try it on another project to get the two-factor authentication message they don't get in that's end of you know so that's the motivation for that uh, so let's move on to the next task we've got improving proof of cpid ownership so beacon security improvement brainstorming so we're basically thinking of uh this goes about with t- basically being this long tangent with regards to password hashes with account keys you know if someone manages to get access to your accounts and then they try and uh or if we monetize accounts right on like a large scale uh and we incentivize effectively hackers to attack these accounts right unintentionally we want to secure them the most right and our own system so how do you prove that someone registered advertising a beacon actually has ownership of that account and two ideas have come up so far uh or well three ideas have come up so far and they're varying kind of like how well it's go about working, right? So uh, I'll let Thomas maybe talk about his, but I'll talk about my two ideas. Uh, so the first idea was getting a grid coin or cryptocurrency uh, field added into the Boink web server, right? So using Project Rain, we could probably do like a pull request, get that added in. But then a very good point was raised uh, that, uh, you know, maybe... We wouldn't be able to do it immediately with the team team requirement in the way, right? But then on top of that, you've got each individual Boink project. You know they don't they're not involved in the the distribution of Gridcoin or in cryptocurrency, right? So there's a very hands off approach. They don't have to do any finances and stuff regards to uh, other than whatever they already have to do. You know, uh, I believe the TN Grid used uh, project administrator put it quite well that he said. He's not involved in the distribution of Gridcoin at all. It's out of his hands. Worry about it, you know? So maybe if we were to include a cryptocurrency field and users were proving their uh, ownership of the account by putting their Gridcoin address in such a field that, you know, uh, pressure, you know, for financial regulations or having to consider their volunteer workers instead of volunteers, because currently they can consider them as volunteers despite the fact that they're getting paid by us because we don't rep well they're not the ones issuing the money you know the red coin in the first place that's it's probably the easiest route but it's the problem most hurdles in the way right so the second idea that's similar to that is the uh what if we just got like uh, an extra field in there that was like uh kind of like a private public key kind of scenario so like you put in your public key, uh, 
right, so we generate a private and public key within the Gridcoin uh, client, right? Uh, you, uh, the private keys kept on, you know, encrypted on the computer or within the Gridcoin client. Don't think about that. Uh, the the user copies the public key, puts it into this field on the uh, the Boink project, and uh, they advertise the beacon, right? Uh, users look up the uh, the public key uh, against that Boink project, compare it against the private key that's being used uh, to like advertise the beacon or whatever. If it's a match, allow it to go through. You know, otherwise block it. You know, uh, we could then uh, further improve the security of that. Of like, you know, the oldest accounts have the most weights or the highest amount of magnitude. Uh, has the most weight so that you know you can be outnumbered by fake accounts being created you know uh, to take your cpid but then then again you'd have to have uh merge cpids for that to be an issue in the first place so don't worry about that uh so yeah the other idea sex was uh thomas broad's idea uh do you want to discuss this or do you want me to speak on your behalf did yes i i created the issue on the github Mm, so I got an idea to for secure um, ownership proof, but uh, unfortunately it requires uh, changing uh, user CPID. There is some hashing and uh, string concatenation. You can read it on the GitHub, but uh, the issue is if user would accept the CPID to be changed. Yeah, so I'll give a, a, a brief kind of summary. Uh, so you're proposing that in order to prove ownership of a Boink account, we change the external uh, CPID, or we'll change the CPID to include uh, the beacon, like, public key. So the same kind of, like, public-private key idea, but just involve and doing it in a way that doesn't require any change in the back end of the Boink servers, which is quite cool. But the downside is that to tra- the transition between from your current CPID to the new CPID would potentially, at the moment in the current system, uh, mean that your the amount of uh, you know earnings that you have built up, like you are currently owed that you've not staked and uh, acquired yet, could be lost. Right. So just handling this transition, if we are able to make it so that. If you have a previous beacon and you advertise this new beacon with a changed CVID that you don't lose the coins, you know, then that can make the transition a bit better. But then there was also the concerns of like, uh, what if it flips back to the old CPID? I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. I think it's uh, thinking about it now. It doesn't involve the Boink developers at all, you know. So that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, I like this idea. Yeah, we need to, I think, keep them separated because of their attitude. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I think it could be worth going both routes. Trying to get a single extra field for a public key or private key, a public key uh, to be, you know, included in the the user's uh, profile. Statistics. Then we could maybe, if we do both in parallel, you know, then it might, we have, we have the options, you know, but... Uh, I'd uh, ask anyone listening to check out uh, 
uh, Thomas's uh, proposal. Uh, it's in the Gridcoin Research Wiki, uh, Dev CPID ownership. It's also in the Gridcoin Task Issue 101. So yeah, check that out at a later date. So the next uh, Gridcoin Task, this is the last one, uh, is uh, improving Boink data retention uh Introducing the ability to delete your own Boink account. So this was a, a this was requested by a slash r uh, Boink uh, red, uh, Reddit user, uh, basically saying that uh, you know if you if you create an account on Boink, that account's permanent, right? You can't request its deletion, unlike you know on Facebook, right? You can't clear up your trail without you know uh, requesting the, the the Boink project admin directly deletes accounts, but you know, they're unlikely to do that because it would require them to go and manually change the database, which, you know, if we're worried about project, they're just not going to be able to, the majority of the projects won't do that, right? So the current status is that uh, you have to basically change your e- your your username, email, all the details, remove it, basically like wipe the slate clean to a certain degree and then just abandon the account, right? So if we were to introduce the ability to delete a bank account, you know, after you know, with email confirmation so that a hacker can fuck with you, right? Uh, then, yeah, that would definitely help with, uh, you know, your own data ownership or, and privacy concerns, you know? Definitely a pretty cool idea. That's the end of the uh, the Gridcoin tasks. Does anyone have anything to say about any of those uh, tasks? Any questions either? Mm, could we, yeah, maybe make, like, our own kind of BAM or something that, like, you know, X is kind of like a little mask to the boink stuff so that if the account keys get compromised, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so this was uh, alongside the the boink container uh, task. Uh, that's originally where the, well, one of the segues of discussion that led to that task being created is that a user proposed, what if we just had, you know, a local boink account manager? You know, that'd be pretty cool if if you could self-host like a web view to control all of your Boing accounts and keep all your keys together and like super secure uh, passwords being created. That's a really cool idea. I like that idea, definitely. Uh, you know, to a certain degree, maybe Boink pools could fill that role, but then you're not you know, using your own CPID, so it's not entirely applicable. Uh, but I think I think that's a really uh, cool idea. If anyone's interested, uh, go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to run net data on my stuff later. Nice. So moving on to the next topic. Uh, Thomas is actually just for the Thomas is saying that he started coding that bit, got bored and abandoned it. If you've got any of the code, even if it's like 5% inspire someone to get started, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man, pop it on GitHub. Totally. So moving on to the next topic, we've got... Uh, are there any frequent uh, observed user problems since the last Hangout? So, uh, you know, since the last Hangout, we, we've we become stable, the network. You know, we had the mandatory upgrade about 10, 11 days ago. Uh, you know, we've been properly stable for about eight, eight days, right? Uh, you know, you can check out the, the stake weights. They have improved quite a bit. Uh, yeah, but not... We should talk over people. Uh, any problems that anyone has? I was actually telling Pepper the other day how nice it's been since the fork. Everybody's kind of leveled up or something. Like everything seems to be extra in order lately. 
Yeah, it was a wee bit stressful. Like uh, myself and Erkin, like going back and forth with all the services, and you know, uh, B chain, B chain, what chain? Yeah, yeah. So. A B C D E. At least it's out of the way, and I think a lot of people have learned quite a bit about uh, Gridcoin and cryptocurrencies from the ordeal. You know, trying to sync and how it all works. You know, and I know a few users in IRC were saying that they'd actually got something out of it. You know. Uh, and thankfully, we didn't actually have any reported issues with services exchanges in terms of like you know uh, malicious activity going on. Uh, so most of the services and exchanges are back up and running. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, Poloniex. Does anyone know at this moment? Don't we just need to contact them or maybe open a ticket or what? The, like the, through this entire ordeal, they did not respond to a single ticket of mine. So, so like, <laughs> well, they closed the wallet. Maybe they tried to do something, and they're like, "Why doesn't this work?" I don't know. You'd think they'd get in contact with us, unless they're like sending emails directly to contact at gridcoin.us, which you know wouldn't. They make don't sense. do anything until it gets elevated to some certain level or another. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone is wanting to trade, uh, I'd probably recommend using like. BitShares, you know, it's a decentralized exchange. You hold your own coins and shit uh, versus being stuck on a, a centralized exchange. I'm not sure the current state of uh, Poloniex, but last time I heard uh, a few days ago, they were still uh, in maintenance mode. It's just they're slow at responding. You know, they got a, a thousand different coins on there and probably uh, 10, 20 at a time are in maintenance mode anyways with worse problems than us. So uh, patience, you know, uh, the value has gone up, so you don't have to worry about yep. uh, having lost, uh, you know, the value of Gridcoin and our deal, you know. And it mostly came through on Polo. Polonia <laughs> had that volume where it, you know, kind of lifted up the price to, to the new floor that we see today. And, you know, people couldn't get their coins out when they wanted to, probably, when they went to go see if they could withdraw anything. So I don't know what gives. It's kind of bizarre to me. Uh, speaking of maintenance, uh, I noticed coinpayments.net was kind of iffy lately. We had uh, some merchants try to add us, and they were like, yeah, I don't see you on the site. <laughs> but we were listed in the uh, list of coins, but we weren't listed in the pull-down of like, available coins. Well, we did get added back in January, right? And that was for like three months. So I think we actually may have gone over the 90 day mark oh, and we shit. have to start paying $100 a month unless we get the 5 grand in month in transaction volume on coin payments itself so I'll get in contact with them I'll, I'll raise a ticket and be like you know hey guys I know I gotta start paying now uh, if anyone is wanting to uh, pay the $100 in order for it to continue like this month for you know for several months in consecutive row, uh, then you could do so and get paid through the foundation, you know, if you want to get some red coin without hitting exchanges, you know. Uh, otherwise, I'll do it, you know. Sounds good. Cool. Yeah, I got like uh, seven more stores added or something like that. You can buy jewelry and all types of weird stuff now. Nice one, dude. Yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Coming along, then. Nice. Everyone should uh, email one one or two just with a, hey, can you add Gridcoin, you know? <laughs> yeah, we've probably done like 60 now. Nice. Nah, not eBay, no eBay yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> if we can get Shapeshift, God, Shapeshift. If we can get Shapeshift, then we will have access to 
a bunch of you know uh, eBay like stuff, like uh, for example, purse.io or uh, you know what's that? I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the open marketplace, whatever. Open Bazaar. Open Bazaar. That's the one they use. Shapeshift. So as soon as we mm-hmm. get on Shapeshift, we'll have access to a shitload more services, you know. But damn, centralized services. <laughs> yeah, Open Bazaar though. They're they're a little iffy to me. We'll see if if uh, they seem to be the nice platform we all think they'll be. Don't know. The longer it takes us to get integrated, the longer we can tell. Exactly. If you can buy gold and silver with Bitcoin now too, you should check what the merchants are right now. You guys reminded me to look up what PyGrid is doing, if anything at all. Have, have you guys heard anything? With regards to uh, PyGrid and recent uh, development in GitHub, right? Uh, there has been some recent development with getting Odroid devices working, right? So that's directly related to PyGrid. So, uh, uh, okay, yeah. gotcha. I do agree. They have been quite quiet. Uh, it would have been great for us to have had them on, uh, you know, officially in the in the hangouts, maybe do an interview, whatever. Uh, but yeah, yes, I'm interested in buying hardware directly with my, my grid coin if I can. So that's why I think of it. Yeah, would be neat if we could just pay for this in grid coin. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next topic, we have got. Uh, yourself, F King Lag, you're saying... Oh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, uh, let, no problem. You go for it. Uh, you posted that you would like to propose adding more value to the uh, the Hangout episodes. Yeah, it's, it's, so to speak, production value. And um, what that means is it could be doing things live while we record, and I don't know if that's like, you know, playing audio segments during the thing. I could cut down on post-production... Or, you know, maybe we're just making it worse for post-production. You know, it, it's, just something I, it's something I just wanted to, like, kind of bring up for discussion because I know that I have audio equipment that I've been trying to get back into using. And, like, uh, quite frankly, I think we could benefit from having a little bit more production value if that's all right. And uh, I know that it certainly would add a bit more length to these things and uh, we could think up different like radio segments to have and i don't know because another thing we talked about before this even started is radio grid coin and at this point it's kind of like a stupid gimmick name and it doesn't have any foresight into what i'm talking about very much but it's just sort of related it's something else anyway i just kind of wanted to throw this up for discussion if if you guys would be interested or whatnot. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I'm not a massive fan of using webcams, you know, but uh, I can join in a webcam show or whatever. And, uh, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be video. Like, I was thinking a bit, like, to just, you know, do more with what we have in the Hangouts here. Like, build upon more with that, and we don't need to have a multi-channel network. We don't need to have uh, YouTube videos unless it's for tutorials in my opinion and uh i know that we've we thought about uh possibly doing like a a minute long whatever because you know it seems like that could really fit uh uh, in a lot of people's schedule for one and it's also like something that people look for on the internet is like really short videos i I agree i think uh I think it's a good idea for us to create smaller segments, you know, like small uh, bite-sized uh, news segments 
to keep our community updated without having to go for like two or three hours of audio, especially if we're a global, uh, you know, community. A lot of people do not speak English as a first language, you know. Uh, a lot of people do speak English, right? But, you know, if we're talking for hours on end and someone's... I've got an accent myself. I speak quickly when I'm nervous, you know, and it's difficult to keep up, so... Yeah. Maybe we don't even need what I'm talking about just yet because we're not big enough, right? But it's it's just something to think about. I don't know. I think all ideas are good ideas, you know. If if we start doing them, we get better at doing them, you know. People also listen to them, uh, you know, the old episodes. People, uh, A lot of people are podcast addicts, you know, and they'll just consume as much content as they can, you know. Uh, but with regards to, like, YouTube, YouTube's got more subscribers than SoundCloud, uh, although SoundCloud's got more listens, you know, but uh, I think it's it doesn't take much effort for us to just upload it to YouTube. It's just a bit of extra time and a bit of upload speed, but uh, uh, yeah, welcome all ideas, dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, we can even do, like, you know, distribute uh, microphones and stuff like that to people that would be interested. Yeah, we need that. Uh, just people set up like Amazon wish lists under an assumed name or deliverycode.com thing or something. Then yeah. we can just like buy them for each other. Yep. Go shopping, guys. I'll buy you something like shit. <laughs> I bet, you know, uh, what about like uh, play video games? Well, we do. Red coin chat. <laughs> oh, we were talking about that. Uh, Ravon and I kind of. I don't know if anybody saw that in the chat one day, uh, talking about RT money. Apparently, the Galaza thing was like uh, originally like going to be like a gambling thing, like you guys would play Galaza against each other for grid coin or something, or it would be rewarded with grid coin, or like a casino style thing. Galaza, yeah, that there's like a game embedded in the wallet somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, oh. well. Uh, we were kind of kicking around the idea of what if we did like a broke-ass GridCoin-based Steam kind of network that like just like crappy games that we devved and then like we could bug check them for each other and reward them with GridCoin or you know. Buy Sounds them like a like... terrible idea, but I would do it. You know, I would totally do it. Cool. Just just to do it, and then we could make something better from it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's something like just to liquidity or whatever. I don't know. I like this idea though. That that's cool. Like they could be like five GRC a piece or one hell, you know. They, like, hmm. let's just get Steam to accept Gridcoin. Any, anyone anyone played Hive yet? Oh, Hive. Yeah, I played it a little bit. I, I kind of got uh, kind of got motion sick playing it. <laughs> It's quite. It's just the repetitiveness it? of it. It's like this weird. It's like dice playing against like a kind of grid formation against each other. It's kind of cool, but it's a wee bit repetitive. But they came forward and talked to the gridcoin community and asked us to sponsor them for like a thousand gridcoin. So it's like, yeah, it's a thousand. It's great. Oh, neat. I've, what, Interesting. What I think would be cooler is if we could get like a, a gridcoin skin on one of the tokens. Maybe like you know an Android bug or something like that. You know, so that their users could continuously be reminded about gridcoin. <laughs> That'd be neat. But I was also thinking with regards to, like, you know, uh, it's kind of going a wee bit segue, not on a topic, but we'll get back to the topics in it. Not got many of them anyways. Uh, has anyone uh, heard of uh, Pure Plays or have been kind of interested in it? 
Oh, Peer Plays. I've heard of Peer Plays, Customizer. Hmm. Yeah, so Peer Plays is like this, uh, it's a like graphene based chain, similar to like BitShares and Steemit, but it's for a decentralized uh, gambling or, well, you know, games on blockchain. So they currently got like a, a testnet phase open with uh, rock, paper, scissors you can play against each other for like uh, money. We do, uh, so they're basically, you can. You can do these games with like Bitcoin, with Dash, whatever. Uh, currently, we've only got like Bitcoin, it's testnet phase, whatever. But uh, if we could get added onto there, you know, as one of the first, that could be really good for Gridcoin, you know, some good publicity for uh, an upcoming project. Uh, if anyone's interested, we could do like a, a small uh, tournament. I know that they, they were trying to get like their community to start up like a, a tournament, try and get more interest. If we could show that interest early on, then we could get, you know, maybe included early on yeah i mean that was with that rock paper scissors or whatever yeah so it's just basically rock paper scissors if we can get like 20 users involved <laughs> then you know maybe we could build early bridges between our communities definitely yeah man it actually sounded like fun uh i was listening yesterday or whatever yeah it's too bad we didn't get uh jonathan bahai what included today didn't, yeah well didn't get him in here maybe it's something we could do uh, there they attend uh, the Beyond Bitcoin uh, hangouts like on a weekly basis, so we could totally, you know, talk to them directly there. You know. Yeah, you just joined the Telegram the other day, so yeah, could have got him in here, dragged him in. <laughs> well, one thing we could do if we can get like you know twenty users uh, into a large uh, tournament, it will only take like you know half an hour or something like that, and then throw Gridcoin at them. That's something that could build bridges and wouldn't be too bad. I think that's a cool idea. Anyways, moving on to the next topic. I kind of went off in a segue. Uh, so I spoke during the 203rd uh, Beyond Bitcoin hangout on Friday there, uh, the 14th of April. So uh, I'll quickly link it. So yeah, uh, it was quite good. It went quite well. Uh, only lasted like 20 minutes. Give it a listen. Uh, it was just basically talking about what we're talking about here, but in a, mo- a more... Uh, streamlined kind of fashion trying to get more people interested in gridcoin uh, i think it does help quite a bit you know it's not a big money maker i mean back back in uh what you call it august september last year when i started doing the beyond bitcoin on behalf of gridcoin i was getting like 80 dollars an episode i was like shit i could do this for a part-time job you know what i mean but uh not at the moment but maybe they'll turn around but uh yeah i think it's a good idea for us to maintain presence like not every week but every other week you know every three weeks just because it's not as much going on you know but uh hmm. anyone have anything to say about the beyond bitcoin kind of hangouts yeah i like it it's informative i agree that's how you joined us i think yeah uh I heard all these people talking, and uh, you became my heroes, and I said, I'd like to hear more about these guys. Excellent. Now you're one of us. And now, you, and now you become a hero yourself. <laughs> and now I'm on record. <laughs> Shit. Well, it's been worthwhile then. <laughs> all right. No, it's been good. I've been listening to all the uh, old episodes as well. Cool. <laughs> Pick us up on uh, stuff we've not done then. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should do that. Well, that's basically what the the Gridcoin tasks were created for. We'd create, we'd done like twenty episodes, right? And you know, we were going in circles, basically saying we've not done this, we've not done that. But it's like, well, I'd listen to, I, I, I listen to each one that goes out. You know, when I'm walking my dog, only once. You know, I'm not. Uh, 
anyways, we were losing the ideas we had. So we were, you know, giving TLDR minutes for it, you know, what topics we discussed, and then keeping track of the tasks that we came up with, the ideas we're having. And that's a way of, you know, uh, contributing. You know, if you're, uh, if you thought, one of the one of the past hangouts. Oh, that's a cool idea. It's probably already documented, and you can directly talking about it in Gridcoin tasks. So yeah, that's true. All right, moving on to the next topic, we've got uh, the polls that are past, current, and upcoming polls. So with regards to the upcoming polls, our world well, ongoing polls, we've got uh, okay. In terms, well, I'll. I'll I'll mention it from uh, ascending, so most recently uh, expiring to furthest away, right? So we've got the whitelist poll uh, for removing Enigma at home from the whitelist due to no available work units. Uh, that's expiring on the 18th of April, and that's uh, currently overwhelmingly in support of removing it. So, uh, you know, the project administrator's not back to the community for weeks. We don't know if he's okay, if the project's retiring. Anyways, uh uh, we've got two project. We've got two polls with regards to the well, three polls with regards to the no, four polls with regards to the eighth pentathlon uh, challenge in 2017. So, uh, how should we do the project selection? I think that was a uh, preemptive uh, poll, and then we've got uh, which CPU, which GPU project do you want to crunch for the eighth pentathlon? Uh, challenge uh which world community grid uh sub project do you want to crunch in the pentathlon so the the pentathlon is this yearly uh uh i think it's is it set city germany that does it yeah too bad it's not greece i'm not sure but it's uh it's a a yearly challenge within the the boink community i don't think we won it last we, we did all right you know but uh yeah I think it starts on the 5th of May and ends on the 19th of May, but it's in May for sure. Uh, so yeah, participate if you can. Uh, I'll be firing up my rigs. Uh, that'll be awesome. Uh, so yeah, vote for that kind of stuff. Uh, we've got the foundation poll for the new campaign, uh, Boink Stats campaign. So that's uh, three weeks for 390 euros. Uh, that expires on the 24th of uh, April. Uh, the The Pentathlon stuff expires on the 19th of April, by the way, guys. Uh, so we've got a casual poll. Will you help out with the gridcoin tasks? That was just basically trying to draw people's attention to it. Uh, that ends on uh, the 9th of uh, May. And I'll pretty much just put that back up as a poll to continuously remind people. Uh, we've got what should we do regarding the mandatory team requirement? That ends on uh, May the 20th. So currently that's uh, in favor of the removal of the mandatory team requirement, uh, which is awesome. That's good. Uh, a year ago, that would be a completely different outcome, you know? Uh, and I think it is just the fact that, you know, we're starting to see competitors in the uh, crypto distributed computing uh, scene. Obviously, they're on Ethereum and they're, they have less capabilities, but nonetheless, you know, they're out there. Uh, also, the fact that we're only half a percent of the total work that we're rewarding at the moment if we were to scale up to you know uh, the full point community that'd be crazy it'd be awesome it would also change the perspective uh, that people have with regards to the grid coin you know they'd be less uh, aggressive you know any of them are, are nasty there are a couple of bad characters whatever but uh 
you know, it's just a fact that, you know, it's a long, uh, long established point community. It's over 10 years. They've been about, made friends in their, uh, their teams and stuff. And they see Bitcoin as an, uh, an enemy and an opposing team, you know, fair enough. They will, we will still have our own team. The team will not dissolve. Uh, but it means that users in SETI Germany or SETI USA, some of the biggest and most dedicated teams will be able to earn Gridcoin, you know, and that may result in an influx of a lot of new users, which will be awesome. It might be a bit unmanageable if we've got like 5,000 users in IRC, but that'd be awesome if that's the case. You know, we have a couple hundred people in these hangouts. That's a, that'd be a cool future. So yeah, vote on that, guys. Yep. I think we're almost ready for the flood because, you know, we look at how we can just execute commands in chat and the things we needed to say before just get said for us. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, we've got another couple of polls. We've got uh, should the depor to uh, the yeah the depor and proof of stake mechanism be rebalanced? So uh, this was a poll that was created regarding uh, I think it was regarding the low stake weights kind of concerns that were raised on uh, GitHub a few months ago. Uh, so we created like a a thread to kind of track like what the depower uh, mechanism like how it properly worked and like what the balance was between you know uh proof of stake and uh, distributed proof of research because it wasn't fully documented and uh, rob wasn't about as much as usual uh and uh hoopty whip actually came up with a few uh you know he kind of documented the current situation we got you know and uh concluded you know uh that it could be changed in certain ways, and he created two proposals uh, on how he'd go about, uh, you know, rebalancing the proof of stake and uh, distributed proof of research mechanisms so that it's, uh, you know, it either well make make it fairer for our users. You know, you got more uh, stake weight, and also uh, made it so that it incentivizes like continuous active staking uh, I think the current situation is that you're better off solo staking like proof of stake no distributed proof of research right if you've got a low magnitude and low amount of coins like if you've got a small amount of coins and a small mag the small mag actually is detrimental to your stake weight which is crazy it's weird so rebalancing it is probably a good idea you know uh, definitely uh, so yeah, vote on that. It ends on the 11th of uh, June. Check that out. Uh, and we've also got an annual poll, which is continuous until the end of the year. Uh, what projects are you currently crunching or like the most? problem with that poll is that your CPID age has to be as equal or greater than the length of the poll. So if it's a year poll, then it means that people have been around in Redcoin for a year can only vote, which is a bit of, it's a, bit of a, you know, it points a bit of a hole in the... Uh, the current polling mechanism needs fixed. So does anyone have any questions about the current polls? Um, we were talking about vote weight earlier before the chat started. Would it be possible to like put the rich people and the poor people in different brackets so that their mag and balances counted against each other only? Segregation. Well, no, just like... Socialism. <laughs> yeah, something more like that. Because, like, as it is now with us all in, in it together, we have kind of, like, whale investors making 
fucking the bulk of some decisions and stuff. I think our community has gotten a bit more responsible maybe lately. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, for casual polls, you can use some scripts to extract the data directly from the blockchain, and you can interpret it any way you want. You know, you could chuck it into Excel and be like, all right, let's exclude these guys from it and only show these guys. You know, you can make a web page to show this off, you know, like uh, Gridcoin Stats does, but, like, in an automated manner if you wanted. Uh, but in terms of, like, you know, counting uh these users separate for important issues I, I don't think so i think you know fair enough there are big whales and the fact that they have a large vote weight does kind of suck uh, i'm not going to dispute that but you know it is what it is you know these users could sell their coins if they wanted to but yeah well i mean like not to, so much to exclude them just to um kind of like how we separate the boink projects to RAC versus RAC, we should do kind of the same thing like balance to balance in voting when it comes to the vote weight so that like rich people's vote counts as much as the poor people's vote, but like the bulk of them. So like say like zero to 5,000 grid coin would be one bunch of assholes and then like, you know, a million plus would be like 20 or so people, but like the bulk of their votes would kind of amount to the same uh, per. You're almost talking like a separation between crunches and non-crunches or crunches and investors. Is that what you're talking about, Rena? Yes. So like the pentathlon vote, non-investor. So you have to be a cruncher in order to, say, vote for what projects we crunch, GPU, CPU. Because you can be an investor and be from another team and just look at what Team Gridcoin sucks at and then go and vote for those projects and you can bomb us. So there's kind of a bug in the vote system by having it to where a non-active CPID can vote on those sort of polls. I, I don't know. I mean, like, in that scenario, the guys bought a bunch of Gridcoin. That's pretty cool, uh, at least. Uh, <laughs> I think that's down to the who created the poll in the first place. You can select uh, from four or five different uh, poll types. So you can be like CPID only, so that's like a user count. You can do balance only, so it's only investors, you know. Uh, you can do magnitude only, or you, you can do the, ba- the the mix, the the magnitude plus balance. I mean, I, I do agree that, yeah, perhaps investors shouldn't have been able to say what project should have been the boink project that we crunch in Pentaf- pentathlon, sure, but uh, that is potentially a, a legit but, concern. Yeah. But then again, you know, yeah, I understand what you're saying there, but by the same token, in order to create a poll, you have to have a certain amount of richness. Yeah, but that, that's ultimately to kind of uh, prevent trolls from, like, uh, spamming tons of polls and stuff. You can always people that do have the minimum amount to create a poll i've never refused to make make a poll even though like yeah, i think i've created polls in the past where i've been like i don't agree with this but fuck it i'll create it you know uh yeah there's no bother creating a poll and i think actually creating polls is going to be easier in the future not in terms of uh the minimum requirement but in terms of not having to use the the direct command line you know interface you can just use like a GUI in the future that's something that will happen uh when that's fully developed. That's something in testing it at the moment you can check out. Have a vote on which polls to create. Yeah, you could do that, you know. I mean, if it's like a casual poll, you can do what you want, you know, but if it's like important polls, like 
foundation or whitelist, you know, then it should be the mix of both balance and magnitude. If it's just, you know, a, a, a laugh or something for selecting what uh, project to use in a challenge, then yeah, you can be more specific. And likewise, we could also separate them. We could do goals for separate groups of users. You could have... Users. You went again. Oh, right. I'm just basically saying that you don't need to create separate polls or separate groups of users. You could interpret multiple different outcomes from the same data that users vote with, you know? If you just extract that data from the blockchain directly, which isn't that difficult if you just, uh, you know, we're starting to build up tools to do that. I've started doing that with, uh, you know, uh, Haskell. You can do it with Bash as well. You know, you just... uh, pipe it directly into a text file, you know, get info or get block by number and then just increment the number and paste it all into a text file and then delete the content you don't need, you know, and then chuck all that in a database and do a, a query against it, you know. It's a bit more complex than I initially envisioned saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's easy to do. Yeah, I mean, if you put your, if you if you want to do something along those lines, you know, grabbing data from the blockchain, interpreting you know different ways of interpreting the voting mechanism, then you know, start talking about it in IRC or create like a you know a tab start or a thread in CryptoCoin talk. You know, a lot of people will probably join in the conversation. Shit, I'll I'll join in the conversation. I might use your tool, you know. But yeah, I think we kind of went off. I can't, I can't remember what topic we were discussing in the uh, the hangout. So I think we should get back to. It. <laughs> I think it was the polls we were talking about. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Not too far off. No, no, no. We've done worse. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, challenge situation. Past, current, and upcoming team competitions. Uh, Erkin, are you about? Do you want to have a wee say? Yeah, let me start. I have sheet. Oh, well, basically, we got always first place in the... Um, past and ongoing challenges except for the prime grid challenges oh, where is the sheet um, yeah so prime grid in the monthly we got only third and in the current uh, prime grid mathematics awareness uh, we are like position 21 from 99 teams but other than that in, in all the challenges we got first place you know, like drug discovery rosetta um also not um, these were the past and now in the ongoing challenges with the formula boeing gpu grid and world community grid we are also first place and uh, these are not bad challenges because from for example, the World Community Grid has over 12,000 users joined. And for example, in the Rosetta Challenge, which which is a past challenge, there were over 20,000 users, yeah, nearly 21 users. So um, the last two weeks, the challenges were, um, let's say, challenging from from user point of view, from the amount of users. Um, so it's a good result to be first place there always, yeah? Um, well, yeah, the next challenges are um, Citizen Science Grid on April 18 and TN Grid on April 21. Over. Cool. Uh, so the three new poll, uh, challenges that I created were three day-long challenges. So, uh, 
you know, in a few days, I'll probably have to I'll have to create some more challenges. Uh, does anyone want me to create uh, specific boink boink specific challenges? You know, uh, what projects would people like up to my discretion again? Or I mean, some projects we can't pick because they have to be you know given some heads up, like Tiang Grid, Citizen Science Grid. Yeah, I could do. Uh, we had too many CSGs. Um, take the ones, um, you know, which we didn't have so many lately. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I, it's a little bit more work probably for you yeah, know, nah. to find out. But is Enigma done? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Enigma has no work. Yeah. Yeah. I heard they were done. Yeah. 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 Well. Is it is difficult? Like, uh, if they're completed, I mean, there's no new work units. I think it, if you look at the server status page, it does look like there are work units, but none are coming out of the project. And if you go in the forums, there is a a relevant topic related to work units, and no one's been able to get a hold of the project administrator. So, is he gone AWOL? Is you know, have they finished? You know, have they found the last Enigma code and they've just kind of abandoned ship a wee bit? I don't know. So if it does come back, we can vote it back in, you know. Uh, but at the moment, it's a bit unclear, and there is no work for us to crunch, so it's kind of going towards the removal from the whitelist. Yeah, just uh, I heard it was done, but I didn't see like any fireworks or anything. Yeah, you know? it's kind of gone out with a simmer now. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, no worries. So, uh, the final topic that was uh, posted was uh, with regards to Thomas Broad. Can we mention the wiki pages that he's created in the uh, the Hangout? So, on the Gridcoin uh, research uh, GitHub repo, I'll just quickly post. There is now a Wikipedia page, so we can you know start documenting more uh, you know. Uh, really technical stuff like proposals. There's a few proposals on the side, like the dev CPID ownership stuff and tracking the global variables and uh, how the neural network works. You know, some of this, some of this is not documented as well as we would like. So Oops. yeah, no, drop something. Uh, <laughs> you know, working in this documentation together is how we're going to get it done, you know, rather than hoping that someone else will do it. We have to do it ourselves. So yeah. Cheers, uh, Thomas, for taking the initiative to start doing this. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is the list of uh, pre-prepared uh, or well, posted topics uh, finished from the Hangout thread. Uh, does anyone want to raise a topic informally for us to discuss? Grey list. <laughs> yeah, I saw that people were posting about the grey list and uh, the Gridcoin uh, repo, or maybe it was the Gridcoin tasks repo, uh, the issues there. Uh, so this is regards to the removal of uh, uh, drug discovery at home. People again are like, damn it, you know, I've been crunching this for ages. I've not I've not uh, managed to stake in time. Uh, you know, and that is a legitimate concern. You know, if, if you've got a low amount of Gridcoin and you're not able to stake in time, uh, you can lose out on Gridcoin. Uh, you know, it does suck. Uh, and creating a, a grey list, you know, in, is a good idea. Uh, it's just a matter of actually going about and doing it. You know, it's a good idea, but, you know, I'm not capable of doing it. If we can find someone who is, it's a good idea. We could put up a bounty. It's probably the best route of getting any action done in the first place, you know. What do you think? 
creating a, a bounty for the creation of the list. I think it's a really good idea if we were to track the uh, like the availability of work units. Uh, what are work units being uh, validated or awaiting? You know, credit. You know, or are all the server components online, you know, uh, if we were to include these uh, statistics uh, or details in the neural network data that we include in a super block every day, then we could, uh, you know, work up, work upon some kind of gray list mechanism. Uh, implementation of a gray list, gray list mechanism would be a mandatory upgrade, though, so it's not something we could, you know, just integrate without, uh, you know, some planning. But I'm in support of the idea, for sure. I like it. Well, you know, some projects, like, um, you know, they w- they shouldn't go on a grey list if it's, like, you know, a- an extreme uh, problem has surfaced, you know, like, say, drug discovery at home was to be more severe. I mean, we still don't have the full picture at this point yet, but say if it was to be, like, defaced and, like, the project admin was like, yeah, I'm selling all the details and share something bad, you know, or if a project starts... Uh, you know, distributing malware or something crazy like that, then it, sh- it potentially shouldn't go on the gray list because it could, you know, people might not remove it from their projects, their uh, Boink uh, manager, you know, because they might not take it as seriously. But uh, it's all kind of speculation at this point, isn't it? But uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll uh, post to the uh, gray coin task issue, basically saying, yeah, let's put a bounty on this shit. It's about time, you know. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Yeah, we've been talking about it for many, many months now, and I think that there hasn't really been anybody that came up with like something shitty about it. So it's a good idea. Yeah, totally. Has anyone listened to the latest episode? Uh, what do you think of the intro music? Do you think we need some, uh, you know, introductory uh, talk over it, like uh, the Beyond Bitcoin stuff does? I still need to listen to it. I wasn't here for the last one. Well, check it out, bro. Put an extra few minutes of work into it. Good man. I haven't listened to it either. That's what I'm talking about right there, you know? Yeah, I think it could use the intro. It's just like, what do we say? Fuzzy's got that whole, like, come with me fucking shit going on. Yeah, he's he's had a few of those, and this is just the latest iteration. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that... It's, uh, Maybe it should be something about the ethos. Oh, you mean just basically giving a, a... yeah, just a, just a little blurb about the ethos and you know what our primary objectives are as a as a, a grid coin as the grid coin community. That could be cool. Yeah, grid coins a bunch of spammy cunts from every corner of the web. We were <laughs> destroyed Bitcoin. We are the shillest of the shills. <laughs> that sounds great. Bitcoin in every way. World domination league. Quick here to you sign up for solar panels. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even include like a like a, a, a shout out moment where everyone in the channel goes, "Hey, you know, join us!" <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, let's just not sound like whales. Let's just not sound like whales, no matter what. Yeah. I prefer that over some stupid music. You don't like the music? What? No, who likes music? What the fuck, everybody? I thought. (laughs) Well, you see, no one likes the same music. This is true. Yeah, it just sounds (laughs) unprofessional. I have, like, nine-inch nails playing to your intro. No, I, I tried to get something, like, 
intentionally sort of uh, goofy and intro-y. I might make a poll for this. We, we could create a Red coin song, and we could all sing it. I don't know about that. Make a poll. Oh, yeah. We are the coin. Pledge allegiance to the coin. <laughs> we are the coin. Yeah, yeah. I like. We that. are the crypto. <laughs> Good one. Uh, yeah, that'd it's be your fun. job now. now come Pepper. on, that'd be funny. I mean, it would at least show we have a sense of humor. <laughs> Maybe we could do that for like a bonus track or something. <laughs> Bonus track. It kind of sucks nice. to have to listen to like fucking you mean the seven minutes yeah. of shit like for every episode. If we can do All like right. maybe thirty seconds to a minute long for a skit or you know a parody song, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the, a lot of the ADD out there, you better make it like ten seconds. Yeah, I try to limit myself to that. <laughs> All right. Cool. Hey. Uh... If not get any more topics to raise, I think we should uh, conclude the 28th uh, Gridcoin Community Hangout there. Uh, thanks, everyone, for attending. I'll see you again in another two weeks. Cheers. Cheers, people. Bye-bye. Cheers. What do you say bye? Yeah. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-